This is AI Podcast, not artificial intelligence, agency intelligence. Our team's going to be 10 times stronger than all the other teams. A platform for agents. When people think of niche marketing, they're thinking so small scale. In real life agencies, sharing their thoughts. All you need to do is get in front of more people. To transform an industry. Better coverages, uh, better pricing, just better everything. Real. The difference between givers, takers, and matchers. Agents. I guess I took a slightly different path coming to the agency. I know a lot of agencies. You can partner your clients with those companies that are looking for that specific target market. This is AI Podcast. Are you ready? I am. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, you loyal listeners, to another episode of Agency Intelligence Podcast, where I give you a real agent inside a real agency, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. It's kind of different sometimes when you're actually listening to the podcast versus when you're on the podcast and you hear the opening and you think, man, this sounds familiar. But it's really you on it. And they call him the one, the only, Mr. Jake Gines. How are you doing, Jake? Man, I'm doing great. That was impressive. I don't know how you just did that off the top of your head. Yeah, well, it's all right. It's yeah. Come on, you work with me. You know how this stuff goes. You amaze me. I amaze you. That's why uh, we work well together. So the uh, rabbits out of the hat there, as you know, loyal listeners. Jake Gines is uh, 23 years old. Works at our agency. Been there for about a little over a year now. Yeah, about this, about the, yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. And uh, he has done some things that uh, I think few producers have been able to do. Um, and I just what I wanted to do was he doesn't even know much what this is about. I wanted to do it just to bring it in. So if you are a agency owner, and let's say you're out there and you're trying to figure out, you know, maybe how do I get a young person? If I get a young person, how do I work with them? What are they thinking? What's important to them? You can read books about it or whatever. And now I thought to myself, like, I have those questions. Other people have those questions when they know that Jake, Blake, Gavin, and some, and Wallace, and they know they're successful. They say to me, like, what's, what are they doing? I don't even have the answer. So I thought, loyal listeners, I would bring Jake on and we'd have a little discussion that give you a little feel for what's inside Jake's mind as a young producer in the greatest industry God ever created. Come on now. All right. Now, so Jake, uh, we're going to keep, we're going to run you through the gamut though. Let everybody know who you are. You an iPhone, you a droid user. iPhone till the day I die. Yeah, I know. I know. He is an Apple person. Like I said, I work with him, so I know. But I have to let you know, loyal listeners, it's about me. It's about you. Do you love to win or do you hate to lose, Jake? Before I started in insurance, I would say I would uh, hate to lose before insurance. But once I got into insurance and I started losing counts, and I've learned to actually love to lose in a sense, uh, just because you've mentioned it to me before, just because I lose this year doesn't mean next year I won't lose that same account. It could be the second year, the third year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think right now with me being a young agent, a uh, young producer, I think to me, it's more important to win right now. Uh, so I love to win. Uh, but I think as I, I go through the, the, the next few years, I think I'll start maybe transforming that answer and maybe start, uh, loving to lose more, but I don't know. 
Yeah, no, makes sense. Makes sense. I've said before, uh, Jake, and I don't think I've ever said it to you. I've said it in the mastermind that I are inside this uh, podcast that I, when I was younger, I used to hate to lose. There was no doubt because I had to feed my family, right? Just like what you're talking about. I got to pay the bills and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, power bill went way up. But we got to, when you're, when you're thinking about that stuff, it, but as I get older, now I love to win, right? And the reason why is because when I don't win, it's it's watching you, it's watching the other guys and gals win, and then I'm like, man, that's unbelievable because mm-hmm. that's that's the whole point of what we're doing. Um, skill or luck? Which one do you think has been a bigger factor in your life that led you to right there where you are? In my life, no doubt, skill. Um, I think, uh, and I say that just because of uh, hard work, because um, I've lost way more than I've won. Um, getting through this process. I started my first business when I was 17 years old. Um, and that taught me very quickly and early on that losing happens way more than winning. So, uh, there's a lot of, you know, getting back up and just sticking to working hard because I haven't had much luck. Um, but I think it cause luck comes with the skill. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. So loyal listeners, before we get on with his life, I usually say take us back to college and bring us forward. Uh, but uh, he just graduated from college. I want to let you guys know, though, where my history is with him um, and how we got to where we were is my son and him, uh, Gavin, they're both the same age. They play basketball uh, when they were younger. Uh, Jake, they're both very, very good. Jake was, he's 6'5". He was the down low guy, but Jake could come out and pop a three just as good as he could, uh, uh, you know, a, a five, 10 foot jumper. Um, and so my son, obviously only being 5'11", was just good at the three pointers because if he went down there with Jake, Jake would throw his shit. So that's kind of how that went. But Jake and them uh, actually did very, very well, and um, I guess after, as high school came about, they kind of split their ways. Jake remained a stud. Gavin did his thing, but then it was last year, about uh, May or June, that I received a call from Jake, um, not talking to him for a long time. Every once in a while, we'd hit each other on Facebook, like, hey, I hope everything's all right. Well, if, if I saw it was a big day for you or something. Um, and he calls and he says, Jason, I want to get in the insurance business. I want to come work with you. Um, and I want to do it. And I said, well, holy crap, we weren't hiring. We had just brought on Gavin. So we had, um, used our funds for that as we were growing, but, uh, it didn't take long for us to interview you, Jake. Um, and then, uh, you had to, Travis is in charge of hiring. So Travis, uh, grabbed you. And as soon as he did, he said, this guy is un- unbelievable. And what you said, Jake, was, I I don't know exactly what I'm going to do for the first six months, but I'm going to learn and I'm going to work and I'll be making money by six months because you had saved up your little nest egg that you had mm-hmm. and you had just enough. And I think it's important for even for young people to understand Jake didn't start out with anything. Take us, take us around there, Jake. What were you thinking around last year about this time when you were thinking about putting in a phone call? Yeah, so I... I was in my senior year of college and it was required for me to uh, get an internship. So with that internship, I started calling around a different few different places and I actually came across this uh, landscaping company who was looking to hire for their marketing department, go through the whole entire interview process, uh, went through two different interviews and they offered me the job. They're going to pay me $17 an hour during the internship, which was great because a lot of the internships weren't paying, especially right after COVID. They're just wanting free help uh, and giving right. kids some opportunities. 
I looked at that opportunity and I just felt off about it. And actually Blake, another producer in our office, he had started working at State Farm at that time. And I just didn't feel right about it. And I knew, I knew where you were in Edwardsville. I knew where the office was. And um, I asked Blake, I said, dude, do you think I can figure this stuff out? He's like, yeah, go for it. So I was supposed to start on Monday in my internship. I accepted the job. I already set up my direct pay, everything. And I actually called her on Sunday saying, hey, I'm not showing up on Monday. Um, they weren't happy at all because they went through a long process and they turned down a lot of people. And I called her that Sunday, left a voicemail, called her early Monday. And uh, that's when I called you. And then you told me to start in two weeks. And uh, that's when I was like, okay. I talked a lot wow. of big game to Jason, said I had a lot of money saved up and Little does anyone know, I didn't have much saved up at all. So it was a. That's, a, that's, that's good. I mean, that's good that you admit that and people hear that because it, uh, he did. Um, and I have to say, I don't want to say we made him suffer, but we made him prove himself and he stood by his thing. And then after a while, it was like, okay, this guy's got more talent uh, than I had when I was a young guy. I tell people all the time, I said, I didn't know that God created somebody else that has as big as an ego as me. You've heard me say that before. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, I do believe that and that's a, that's a positive thing, hopefully. Um, so, so anyways, the, the thing about it is here we go. We start, um, they, you know, I, I, we're not getting them licensed immediately. We want them to kind of feel it out. August comes, they're like, we're going to get licensed. They get licensed. Then we start heading in. And as me, as you guys are in there, uh, you loyal listeners, the, where my head was is that I wanted to do something different when I was hiring them or when I was um, going to train them. I didn't want to train them on the general liability, the property and all that at first. I wanted to say, okay, wait a minute. First of all, David Carruthers is the one who really brought this into my mind. He teaches it through his course, Killing Commercial. And so it's amazing when you actually buy these programs and you actually do what they say, they actually work. And so what I did with Gavin and specifically Jake was, is I said, let's learn workers' comp. And really, to be honest with you, workers' comp is a very simple line, but Jake, it took you and Gavin, it seemed like, you know, a month to really comprehend and wrap your head around that. You mm -hmm. remember that time? Yeah, it was definitely tough because, I mean, I was coming into the industry with very, very little knowledge of anything. Um, but to me, what what got me hooked was just the opportunity alone in the insurance industry. Um, so I knew that I may not learn it right away, um, but I know with the six-month time span, I would start learning it more and more. And eventually I would figure it out. Um, mm -hmm. I went into, I went into this whole job knowing this is a long-term investment for myself and, uh, you know, thinking long-term that was my, yep. in the back of my mind all the time, think long-term, eventually I'll figure it out. Eventually it'll make sense. Um, and it's a lot of stuff still doesn't make sense as you know, but yeah, I'm <laughs> learning okay, every day. Okay. So it, it, it that's works. right. Hey, just the other day, you found out a new coverage and a new policy that I didn't even know about, right? See? <laughs> right. I mean, seriously, that's a true story. Let's say he's telling me all this stuff. I'm like, dude, I've never heard of this thing in my life. He's like, yeah, most of the places I call, I haven't heard of it either. <laughs> and he studied it and learned it. And boom, boom, come to find out there were a lot of people that were knowing. Mm -hmm. Used the connections of people that he had learned and or had learned, had met at uh, BrainShare. 
So what we decided to do was treat him just work comp only. And when we did that, we taught him mods, uh, uh, him already having business experience, you know, doing his first business at the age of 17. Notice I said first, cause that wasn't his only, um, he, he bought, he made a couple businesses and sold them. And you can talk to him whenever you see him at a conference or convention, he likes uh, a, a cold, refreshing beverage. And he'll tell you all about his businesses that he had when he was younger. Um, but the thing is, is that I, I, what we decided to do was is, is, is create something for him. This is what I want you to hear. Loyal listeners is I want to, I want Jake, I want you to give them a diagram, the mindset, the thought of how you see the customer today, because loyal listeners, I, I came up with a plan to say, Hey, listen, Travis and I had created this already and we just put it in it, which is 75,000 to 150,000. We consider a large fish, 150 to about four, 500,000 is what we consider a whale. And then in, and, and it allows us to kind of understand where it's at. And the reason is 75,000 was chosen because we try to keep them at 10,000 in revenue or more. I didn't want an M5. I think some of these others, I think uh, David or somebody else does like 20,000. Now, so, uh, me personally, I feel 10 is fair. Mm-hmm. Now, what's amazing is, is, is what is your mindset? Uh, Billy says the, if you want to increase your life, you have to think in bigger denominations. And I hear you so much, Jake, talk about a 40 or 50 or $60,000 account and you'll refer to it as a small account. Why, what's in your brain and how is it interesting? I mean, most agents don't think that way. Mm-hmm. I think it's when I first got on uh, you and Travis. I mean, that's what you introduced me to. That's all I knew. Um, you you introduced me directly to these $75,000 work comp accounts um, that, as you know, a lot of those $75,000 work comp accounts turn into a $250,000 package. And mm-hmm. that's what you started me off on. And that's all I knew. So over this past year, as I've, you know, continued to grow my book and speak with businesses, I'm starting to see the there's really not much difference between the $75,000 work comp account to the $20,000 work comp account. You know, Mm -hmm. you're still speaking to the same type of person um, and they have the same issues. Uh, Mm -hmm. Some of them just have more employees than the other. So as I've learned that it's like, I would be doing myself, I'd be hurting myself if I started to go backwards on that. So now it's finding what works for me so I can start keeping that as my, my consistent and then trying to add on even more. And then niches, you've done your best to niche. Uh, you, you have some niches, but you're always pecking around trying to find more. What's your thought pattern in that? Yeah, I, you know, I listen to Charles Speck and he talks about it a lot. And what my current situation is, is I'm trying to figure out a niche that works for me, but I'm trying to find a niche that I can truly bring value to. So rather than just picking a niche and saying, I like this niche, what is a niche that I can go to and truly provide value outside of just insurance? So I'm really trying to spend these next year, next year, just learning more about businesses. Because as you're quoting an account, you start learning so much more about this company and what they do. And Mm -hmm. um, so what I've been doing on the side is just taking notes of, okay, this company and this industry, they like to focus on this. This is an issue they do. And then eventually, once I start figuring out what works for me, I'd like to find what that, that value I could bring them is. 
So we put him through training. We introduced him at first in September just to get them going. We did put them um, on Cole's X dates, had him calling some personal lines while we were kind of training them, you know, just getting them in front of people. Um, and then it was, wasn't was really too truly. We've discussed this in the agency because their uh, uh, production is so great. It wasn't until around November when after hearing me do a lot of cold calling and giving you guys and then you wrapping your head around that you were like, okay. Okay, hey, I can do this whole first part now, right? Mm -hmm. And then, and then we had Christmas, so we, you know, we take the last week of Christmas off, so we had like only two or three weeks. We say it wasn't until January first that you really January second, if you want to be literal, January second that you were going forward and actually creating what you have today. Wouldn't you? Isn't that fair? Yeah, and I think uh, March was like the the main kickoff to all this. Uh, because that's when right. it became really hands-on. We started working on some large accounts, and that's when I was able to see the process from start to finish. Um, mm -hmm. So after I saw the whole process from start to finish being completely involved, then I was able to paint the picture. And then that mm -hmm. helped me on my back end when I'm going for new prospects because I see the whole picture now. So I know mm -hmm. what value to bring and what not to present to them. Um, so that was a huge, huge uh, help to me. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit NBS Brokerage dot com cast certified mm -hmm. 50,000 about in revenue um, the last time we looked in June or July Travis and I did roughly that he's been associated with loyal listeners of bringing revenue to the agency a total and he's been doing it since January 1st and he's brand new at it now, as he's going, he's learning the packages. That's where he's really getting strong. Um, but he's still, the process that we've been created, as he taught, oh, said, Charles Speck, fantastic individual. As you even mentioned him, he's driven my growth and yours. Uh, David Carruthers, driven your growth and mine. Kevin Ring, right? Kevin Ring at the Work Comp Professionals is a freaking joy to us. I mean, that dude's a huge value to us. <laughs> he's a huge value to agents. <laughs> And, and being surrounded by these people has really shown us how to, how to do it and do it right. And, um, and it's really great. And so now here we are. And, and as we've talked about this rest of this year, your goals and stuff are, we're still just trying to learn. And it's 2023 that it's like, all right, mother beepers. I got, I know who I am. I know my, I got my target list. I've talked to people once or twice. Mm -hmm. I think 2023 is going to be, this year's uh, going to be one of your best years ever. Right. And mm -hmm. I just think next year is going to be just so big. Are you excited about it? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm stoked, especially for, I, I you know, from the, from the, you know, your initial question of, um, you know, what is it? Hate to lose or love to win? Yeah. Do you love to win or hate to lose? So whenever because I've lost quite a bit of premium this year. Um, and I know that next year I've just positioned myself so much better. So I have a lot of mm -hmm. excitement going into to next year to how can I, what did I do wrong the first year to lose that account? What can I do better moving forward? And mm -hmm. uh, 
you know, just because I didn't get this year doesn't mean I won't get in 14 months, 12 months. So, um, What's your largest account so far that you've written premium-wise? Um, just shy under 300000 Right. That's right. And that was back in uh, March. March, yeah. Right? You hear that, loyal listeners? He prospect them this year, got with them, went to Chicago. Now, I will say, Travis, just all 100% transparency, Travis and I were there to assist him um, whenever he was proposing, but he did everything. He collected the information, he met with them, he did all the quoting, he met with the underwriters, you know, um, and and towards that end, we really had to help him make sure we're getting credits right and everything, but uh, but he did it. You know, it's like I told Travis, uh, Travis said, you know, we weren't talking to anybody if Jake didn't make the phone call. So that's important. Um, and, and it's really important. I mean, the some of the technology we're using. Jake used to work at a company called Abstract, where he would uh, was paid very well to make cold calls. So all, all, once again, transparency, loyal listeners, he had cold call and background mm -hmm. um, that really made him explosive. Jake has even said, now Jake, you, you elaborate on this. He said that he, if he owned his own agency and, or if, if we were going to hire more producers, he says we should go hire producers from abstract because they already know how to call. Or you want to elaborate on that, Jake? Yeah, I spent, I think it was just shy of a year at abstract during COVID. That was another instance where, um, I went in there during COVID cause I, all my college was online. So I was getting tired of it. I felt like I was getting nothing accomplished. Uh, because how it works with COVID and university, assignments due on Friday, you hop on a Zoom, do your assignment, it's done. So I found myself sitting around. So I went and got a job at this uh, large marketing firm. I told them I graduated, went through a hiring process that was extensive, and their training was just unbelievable um, for cold calls and the quality that they taught you. I mean, because you're, you're stressing because you have to hit your numbers. And you'd get this appointment and then they go through quality control and you just had this awesome appointment you're stoked for. And then they say, hey, you didn't get this information. We're, we're disqualifying this. So it's like, man, I got to become better. So it forces you to be better, to make sure you're asking those questions up front, uh, being transparent on what your actual goal is with the future appointment you're setting, you know, and setting mm -hmm. a goal with the client saying, hey, this is what to expect. This is what we're bringing. And um yeah, and then I talk to Jason and Travis about it all the time. Whenever that it gets to that point, because um, they're hitting, they they guarantee you appointments, and they're hitting 120 dials a day on your account uh, within mm -hmm. that specific niche that you're telling them to hit. So it's a or you mm -hmm. really unique business that has a lot of success. Little listeners, you know I love to always pull out nuggets. God, did he just give you one? I want you to listen to his mind, um, what the frame of mind he has. He says, I'm working hard. I'm, I'm qualifying this lead. I get it qualified, but it's got to go through quality control before it gets sent to the team to actually go out to this thing. And they, I didn't collect a piece of information and they reject it. And then what you said next, Jake, is the gold. You said, man, that taught me that I needed to make sure I asked those questions up front. 80 to 90% of the people would say, F this place, they don't respect me for who I am. Two different ways of looking at that. Blame them, blame me. Those people who blame them are the ones who eventually learn at some point in time, blame me. And as a 23-year-old, and actually as a 20, 20 or 21-year-old at the mm. time, um, that is a very, very, very great thing to see. And one of the other things that you do, which is very mature, that Travis and I talked about at our last meeting, is you have voluntarily 
turned down risks because they may not be good for the agency. And you've also voluntarily not put risk with the best price company because that client may not be the best that could possibly hurt some loss ratios. They didn't, they didn't have a good enough experience yet to be with that qualify for that company is the best way to say mm -hmm. that. That's very mature of you. Um, you're trying to pay the bills right now. Why do you think that way? Uh, like I said before, it's the long-term thinking long-term and I know underwriters are who write my paycheck, you know? So <laughs> I need to make sure that I'm doing my best to present them with the best business, the most profitable business. And, uh, I mean, that hurt. I mean, that wasn't easy for me at all. I mean, we, I remember we had a, a meeting cause I actually won the account and I actually had to retract it after the fact. Yes. Um, oh my so, God, I remember that now. I yeah. And that which, was, account you're talking about. yeah, that was a yeah. 120,000 in premium that I retracted, uh, just because it wasn't the right risk for that business and, or for that carrier. So, you know, up front, Wait, did you hear that shit? This dude needs to pay the bills. He's trying to buy beer money and he's got a beautiful girlfriend that he's got to buy her stuff. And he sends out a $120,000 premium account and retracts it because he realizes that last minute that it's not the count that needs to go with that carrier. I hope you're paying attention to that. That's the jewel that we have in Mr. Jake Gines. And so, um, and you know, what's good. What's amazing. Loyal listeners, birds of a feather flock together. And so his friend that uh, they started their businesses, have ran all their businesses together. Their boys are tight, uh, who worked at State Farm. Uh, we recently just hired him. Um, and uh, we wanted to get him away from there for a while. We'd been kind of working a couple of things. And Jake told me that we would be the biggest idiots in the world. He actually said somebody else, but for the sake of maybe you're listening with your kids in the car, he said we would be the biggest idiots in the world if we didn't hire him. And he didn't tell us that until we told him we were hiring them. So once again, Jake was very respectful and knew his spot. But after we told him, yes, we're going to, he said, okay, good. I need to tell you something. And, uh, and, and, and so far it's been true. Blake has been with us now just for 12 days, but you can just tell by the way that he works and his organization. And, and I can definitely see me and my wife were talking last night, Jake, about you and Blake, definitely see how you guys make good partners. You guys kind of fill each other's slots uh, mm -hmm. very, very well. Would you agree? Definitely. Definitely. We've done yeah. a lot, a lot of businesses and uh, within those businesses, a lot of failure. So it's taught us a lot. Tell them about your, before we get off here, tell them about your side gig. Tell them about your thing that, that drives you, your thing you love to do. Currently, um, well, the other producer here, Blake, we own a a company. It's called uh, Down Home Goods and Shows. And uh, we actually created a, a really unique approach because we love music. We love going to shows. None of us can play any music. I can play harmonica, but we can wait till the, the right time of the night to pull that out. But uh, <laughs> but no, we, we fell in love with uh, different shows and whatnot. And we said, well, we can do this, but we didn't want to be the, 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 the promoters just like everyone else. So we actually created a clothing brand. We call it a, a, just a brand where we have different products. So we actually rent out uh, different um, venues, go in there. We set up all of our clothing. We're presented as Down Home Presents, and then we bring in really unique shows. And with these unique shows, we bring in great video work, great photography, and um, we get endless compliments of what we're doing. And, and you've you got some good connections and some good bands, Jake. Yeah, we're, uh, we're working with some large bands, and um, I mean – this weekend, the show's going to have about 25, 3,000 people at it. So it's, uh, it's really, it's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. You, I can tell you it's fun. You and uh, Blake, you guys light up when you guys talk about it and stuff. <laughs> and, 
And it is, it, 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 it's cool. Not only that, it's just the people you get to meet. And then, like you said, some of these people you meet, they're not even the famous ones. They're 18, 21, 25, mm-hmm. going to be famous, right? right. And uh, you, you have these shows and no one even comes hardly locally. Just the people you get of 100, 300 people, everybody comes from out of state, you mm-hmm. know? So that's great that you're getting those, man. And here's the thing, at the end of the day, you're helping those people. Mm-hmm. I know they're going to say, well, I got to have somebody do it. Yeah, but some people do it for the wrong reason. You and Blake do it for the right reason. So keep doing it. Uh, that, that's a long-term game too because by the time okay. you're 30, keep doing that. You're going to be doing it for some big names, and they deserve it. So anything else you want to say as we wrap this up, buddy? Nothing on my mind right now. I think we covered yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I think we did. I think that was a nice little history. I think we'll make sure that we come back in about a year or two, and we'll do, and we'll meet up there again. Um, that's the kind of person that, uh, Blake is, if you got to hear it, he doesn't, he, he does come with a little bit more. He is keeping himself reserved other than uh, with his ego right now. Um, but, uh, he's, he, he is, um, he's someone special, someone that we know, and he's one of many that we have in our office that are special. But the thing that I, I, I want to just leave with is, is we're sitting in brain share and he went to BrainShare San Antonio. He also went to BrainShare in Kansas City. One of the greatest things that I've done is bring my staff to BrainShare. Next year in New Orleans, we're closing the office for three days. And I'm taking everybody because it was so powerful. Wasn't it so powerful, Jake, for us to come back and actually we were all on the same page because we all heard the same shit, right? Definitely. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, that was huge. So, so we're doing that. San Antonio... I'm walking around, I'm asking Jake how he's liking this, and on like the second or third day, he's like, hey, I just want you to know that give me about three to five years, and I'm going to be the number one salesperson in this room. And it was funny because you you genuinely felt that he was being genuine and that he, he wasn't being funny, but at the same time, it was so overwhelming that it almost, you couldn't do anything but kind of laugh, like, wow, this guy, and he's like, no, I'm, I'm dead serious. <laughs> and... um here we are, you know, six months into it, and I think you're going to be that person. So that's fantastic. Uh, keep doing what you're doing, man. The sky's the limit. There's a lot of people who are listening to this going, man, I wish I was in this when I was 23. And there's people who said I was in it when I was 23, and I wish I would have stayed, I know you're thinking this, little listeners, more focused. Stay focused on that book. Build that book, and the quicker you do, the more you'll be golfing and you know, you'll be hiring Toby Keith to come play your freaking parties. You know what I mean? So that's a, that's a good bucket list thing. Like yeah. you hire, they hire you. They, they, yeah, that's what it is. Hey, we'll get Kenny that's, Chesney Centralia one day. <laughs> should we tell him? I hey, think we should tell him. If anyone knows what's going on. So, so just as a closing moment here, if you look behind Jake, if you're watching this on YouTube, which is another thing, our YouTube channel is absolutely growing and our views are. But if you're watching this on YouTube, behind Jake is a door. And on the other side of that door is a street. And on the other side of that street is um, AutoZone. So we have this nice venue in Centralia, Illinois, which is in the middle of nowhere. And one of our people who said this, was it Jeremy? Somebody said this, Kenny Chesney. Mm-hmm. They said so they somebody said that Kenny Chesney's gonna come to Centralia. And I said there's no way. So they kept on with it. So finally I said, here's the deal. 
if Kenny Chesney comes to Centralia, I'm going to pull my pants down and I'm going to run out that door and I'm going to run across the street and touch the door of AutoZone and run back in here. That's how sure I am <laughs> that Kenny Chesney is not coming to Centralia, Illinois and playing. Um, I think there's a lot of people that want that to happen. So I'll be honest with you. If Kenny Chesney will come to Centralia, I'd be willing to do it. Like you could put this on Instagram if anybody's listening or anything, throw it out there, you know. And, and and my buddy Jake will run the show, okay, when he comes. All right. All yeah, right. we'll make it happen. Yeah. Loyal listeners, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, Jake. Thank you very much for oh, everything you. I do. I do it for you. Tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas, and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Jake Gines. He is a real agent inside a real agency, giving you the root agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. I'm Cass. He's Gines. We're out. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is. To, to fix a problem, the first thing you've got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call. Check us out. You can ask for me personally. I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.